Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. No. This is Creepy, a podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy presents Something in my house keeps opening doors while I sleep. Written by Langel25 and narrated by Megan McDuffie. I had initially brushed it off when I woke up that first morning and was greeted with the sight of my bedroom door wide open. My bed faced that door, and to avoid looking at the dark hallway that led from the room, I always closed it before going to sleep. So it did come as a surprise to me to find it open in the morning. But I could have not closed the door all the way last night. Then the draft from the AC managed to nudge it, and then the hinge caused the door to swing all the way open. It was reasonable. So, I went about my day, per usual. Soon again it was nighttime, only this time I made sure to close my bedroom door, until I heard the slight click of the lock sliding into place. Morning came once again, and as any other day besides yesterday, I woke to my closed bedroom door. I got up, dressed for work, and headed into my living room. The door to my pantry was open. Not cracked open, or half open, but so completely wide open that the door was resting as far as it could go on the connected wall. Last night, I had gone out to eat with some friends, so I know that I wasn't hungry in the evening and wouldn't have gone into the pantry. Maybe I left it open that morning when I left for work. I had gone in there yesterday morning and was a bit rushed, so I could have left it open. It was reasonable. Still, I forced myself to go about my day unfazed. The next morning, the door to my guest bedroom was wide open. I never went in there, since I barely ever had guests and only about once every few months did I go in there to clean it. However, I happened to stop by that room the other day to grab some extra sheets. Since I rarely go down that hallway, never mind look down it every day, I could have left it open when I grabbed the sheets and didn't realize that I didn't close the door all the way. It was reasonable. 
The next day passed in a paranoid blur. I kept checking over my shoulder, never quite focusing on what I was doing at work. Sleep didn't seem like it would come easy, so I downed a few melatonins and was out. Early next morning, I shut off my alarm and sulked about getting ready. I was still a little drowsy from the pills, but nonetheless headed out of the bedroom without delay. I was met with a slight breeze as I went further into my house. I rubbed my arms as the house seemed to grow colder and colder as I made it to the living room. My feet froze as I took sight of my front door completely open. Now I knew that I definitely did not leave the front door to my house unlocked and wide open. The only logical conclusion was that someone must have broken in, stolen some valuables I had. I phoned 911, texted my boss that I would be late, and waited for the cops to arrive. They came shortly thereafter and immediately set to work. They investigated everything in my house, from my front door to my bedroom. I sat on my living room sofa the entire time, and once they had finished, they came to join me at the conjoint love seats across. Now, the memory of the conversation is slightly fuzzy, but it went as follows, almost exactly. Miss, one of the officers began, did you notice any valuables of yours missing? Any jewelry or maybe some money? I had shaken my head, saying, no. I don't keep much cash in the house, and the only expensive jewelry I have is my wedding ring. Last night I had fallen asleep with it on, since most days I couldn't bear to take it off even though Philip and I were divorced. It remained on my finger, even now, as I type this out. There doesn't seem to be any forced entry, the other officer began, clasping his hands in front of him. Heck, I'd even go on to say that whoever opened the front door had a key... Are you sure you closed it last night? Yes! I sat up straight in my seat, annoyed that these officers would accuse me of such. You think that I wouldn't make sure my own front door was closed before going to sleep? One of the officers held a hand up, gesturing for me to take it easy. Ma'am, we're just saying, there is not a single sign of robbery. Nothing is missing or indicates a break-in. He put the hand down. Does anyone else have keys to your house? No one. Just me. I bought this place after my divorce. Do you keep a key under the mat outside, or any hidden key that remains outside the house that someone could have found? No. I'm far too paranoid to do that. Both of the officers stood up, signaling that it was time for them to leave. They told me to retrace my steps of last night, and to rethink about when I closed my front door. Then one of them gave me their card, telling me that I could call them personally if anything else happened, since they were already generally familiar with my case. They probably thought I was some crazed loon who had gotten drunk and or high last night and forgotten to close my front door. But, I mean, what other explanation is there? Is there even one? I just can't believe that I'd slept through the night, unaware that my house was wide open for anyone to walk into. I ended up skipping work that day, 
Something was happening in my house that occurred while I slept, and I was going to get to the bottom of it. I couldn't just brush it off like before. That night, I slipped into bed. I knew that whatever was causing my doors to open only occurred while I slept, yet when I closed my eyes, sleep wouldn't come. Maybe the fear of the situation was enough to keep me awake. A few hours passed, and I may have dozed off, because when I checked my clock, it was 2 a.m. This was probably a good time to check on all the doors in my house to see if anything had happened. I went to get out of my bed when something sounded outside of my bedroom. It was the slightest creak of a door opening. I froze, my eyes locked on my bedroom door, my body refusing to move. It's probably just the AC nudging the door open. Soft, padded footsteps sounded in the hallway from my bedroom, thumping ever so precisely. They got louder up to the point I feared what sized being would produce that loud of footsteps on carpet. The footsteps continued, increasing in proximity, when I heard them outside my bedroom. Someone was in my house. This someone must have been the one opening the doors, keen on the idea of tormenting me. Maybe some homeless person snuck into my house at one point in the last few days. I heard the faint jingle as something latched onto my doorknob. Then it was turning, and my door gave the slightest creak to let me know that it had been opened. Petrified, I remained completely still. I hastily glanced about my bedroom. I had no windows to escape out of, nothing but my phone, which was resting on my nightstand. I could call the cops. My door would be completely open any second, and this someone could intervene the call. Who says they're not clutching a knife and prepared to take me down if necessary? This person has been about my house already while I sleep, and I figured if I pretended to be asleep, they should just leave me alone, just as they did the previous nights. Immediately, I grabbed my phone, flopped into bed, and pulled the covers to my chin. The minute I closed my eyes, the door wheezed a slightly larger creak, told me it was all the way open. Then, it was just silence. Whoever had opened my bedroom door was just watching me. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I forced all emotion from my expression as I pretended to sleep in my bed. My phone was clutched in a death grip against my chest, my entire body going still. Suddenly, I felt hot wisps of someone's breath on my forehead. I shot up in my bed, launching myself against the headboard. 
My eyes were wild, my chest struggling to move so to keep air going in and out at a steady pace. However, the air caught in my throat as my entire body froze in place. Once I caught sight of the thing that was standing at the edge of the bed, right where I had been laying. Its body was overgrown, with a slight hunch in its spine that told me it was taller than originally perceived. And I say it, because there were no definable features that led me to think this thing had a gender. Sure, its body looked humanoid, with two arms and two legs, but those limbs were long and gangly, with neither arm being of equal length to the other. Its skin was wrinkled in some places, such as around its wrists and chest, but other places it looked stretched out, as if the skin there was being tightly pulled against its bones. Its eyes were two holes gouged into its head, deep and sunken in. No eyeballs nor eyelids to showcase how this thing could even see. Above the eye holes was a thin layer of greasy hair strands, dark in color, contrasting to this thing's pale and malformed skin. And below all of that, on its face was a thin and dried out mouth, one that slowly stretched into a tight grin, revealing its set of black and decaying teeth. I opened my mouth to scream, but no sound came out. My eyes were frozen on this, this thing. The creature took a step forward, its legs bumping against the side of my bed. It moved one of its arms backwards, before it violently swung it forward, its clawed hands intending to make purchase in me. I managed to flatten myself against the headboard, avoiding its swipe. My breath caught in my throat when I waited for it to do so again, since it had missed me the first time. As predicted and as uncoordinated, the thing swung its arm exactly the same as before. My earlier assumption was correct. This thing, with its sunken in holes for eyes, must have been blind. I let a ragged breath escape my lips, relieved that I had a major advantage over this thing. But the second the breath left my lips, the thing's head snapped up to my exact location, and without a beat, it bent down on its misshapen legs and launched itself at me. By a mere second, I managed to roll over on the bed and hit the floor. I didn't waste another moment and began running, heading straight into my living room. The thing was right behind me chasing me without so much of a hint of hesitation. It barreled through everything in my house, knocking over my coffee table and a lamp in its desperation to catch me. I sprinted to my front door, which of course was closed now. I snatched my car keys from the hook nearby and heaved the door open. I made it outside, onto my porch, and I went to slam the door shut to delay the thing but its engorged foot stopped the door right before it could close. Two clawed hands appeared on the side of the door, clutching the metal frame. Desperately, I still attempted to close the door, 
when I felt the true strength of this thing as it began pushing the door back open. It was way stronger than me, easily opening the door back up despite my opposing force. Quickly, I decided that it was a lost cause. Abandoning it, I dashed to my car. Then, I began driving, and didn't stop until I was a few hours out of town. The fear in my spine didn't lessen until I stopped by a motel and bought a room for the night. Even now, as I sit in this motel, typing away onto this website, I pray that someone here knows what to do. I've concluded that the thing must have been living in my house all that time. Maybe in my guest room, maybe in my backyard, or maybe even squeezing itself under my bed while I slept. But it must have been looking for me. And each door it left open was its attempt to locate me. The only reason it never found me until now was due to its blindness. It had to be. Otherwise, I would be dead from the first night it was in my bedroom. I don't know if that thing is following me, or if it can. I don't know that when I do manage to go to sleep, if I'll wake to it standing before me, my motel door wide open. I don't know. And that is what scares me most. For more information, including pictures and videos of the stories told on this podcast, or to suggest stories for future episodes, please visit us at CreepyPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or email us at creepypod at gmail.com. All stories told on this podcast can be found at creepypastawikia.com and are protected by a Creative Commons license. Some rights reserved unless otherwise stated. The Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Home of creepy for disturbing and terrifying creepy pastas scp archives with full cast storytelling horror queers genre commentary from the lgbtq perspective the boo crew for horror centric interviews listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts Item number SCP-5186 SCP-7160 SCP-7533 Object class Euclid Keter Safe Special containment procedures Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust <laughs> The only thing I could hear was 7219 <laughs> laughing <laughs> Do you remember your name? Only of a memory.
Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.